So morning, and uh, we start the morning with what's called puja. Uh, puja, there's a phrase, puja, pujaniyankang, which means uh, praising that which is worthy of praise, or puja, revering or lifting the mind in a glad way. Mm. Uh, this is a particular quality of the contemplation is the ability to lift the heart. Mm. And as it says in this chanting, by the power of this good action, male obstacles disappear. Mm. So just the sense of being able to lift one's heart, lift one's mind, lift one's attention in a glad way rather than in order to climb up onto something or to be better or to you know, attain something, just a sense of lifting. We can associate with gratitude, with love, with appreciation, with welcoming. These are the gestures that uh, we probably can relate to as uh, cultivated. The refuge and uh, <coughs> something worthy. Now, sometimes we take refuge, we find solace, we find comfort, we find shelter, we maybe bury ourselves. In a certain sense of refuge as a protection, something we can kind of hunker down into when things are tough. (coughs) When things aren't tough, you don't need to take refuge. (laughs) I'm fine. This isn't really what refuge is, at least in the spiritual sense. You you have to lift to refuge, and because it's not a something you kind of collapse into, something you rise up to. And the rising up is signified by praising, being grateful, appreciation, bringing to mind things that you can feel lifted by, things you can feel. grateful for, pleased by um, the Buddha, the awakening, that which awakens, the one who awakens, you know, and sort of upright, noble, peaceful, joyful, um, and that in us which can resonate to that and can uh, uh, see that as a model, you know, we can, you know, any one of us can, we can kind of grab we can collapse, we can sink, you know, we can struggle, or we could just, we could lift. We could bring up that which is noble in ourselves, that which is loving, that which is uh, serving. We could bring that up. And one of the fundamental um, shifts that we do as meditators, as contemplatives, when we're searching and looking for our happiness and welfare, they're very significant is you, you can find pleasantness from objects like touch, sight, sound. That's, that's one way we can do it. But the skill of a meditator is you find pleasure in action, not as so much in the object, but in the pure mental action. Right? And that's, that's a subtle, it's a shift there, a very significant shift. See, so we might find pleasant, pleasant experience from touching something, tasting something, seeing something, 
with a contact with that gives rise to a pleasant feeling. Yeah? It could be skillful, it could be unskillful. Yeah? Get that. In meditator, you're learning to find pleasure, not so much in the contact, but in the quality of attention. That is the ability to rise up, lift the mind, and intention, which is the sense of motivation, uh, volition, inclination. This shift. Not so much the object, but the mind's action towards that object. Hmm? The mind's action towards an object. And it's very significant because what will tend to happen with when we get the pleasure or the happiness from the object is we'll grasp it. Oh, that's great. I like that. Let's do more of that. Let's have that again. Yeah. So the action there is one of holding in a grasping way. Let me absorb that. Now, the skill of uh, meditator is okay. Some, you know, a lot of meditation objects are not really that great. <laughs> you know, come. Let's face it. Some are distinctly unpleasant, even. You know, death and stuff like that. Uh, so, so are we just sick or something? Or you know, the idea is you, you, you're bringing an object up, so you lift your mind to it. You know, you bring your mind up to it. And that quality of lifting and bringing the mind up has got a pleasant feeling to it. Check it out. <coughs> and there are different kinds of lifting up, honesty. Uh, truthfulness is a lifting up. We could slide off, we go, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. But you could rise up, you could be clear, you could be direct, you could open up. And probably the, one of the most uh, common ways in which we, we, we lift ourselves is service. We serve. It's the most, perhaps the most common and immediately resonant experience that we have as human beings. Well, there are many things that this, that we can do. One of the things that separates us, perhaps, or is a characteristic of a higher form of life, is that we can serve, we can offer. You know, now, now slugs can't do that. You know, they can have their pleasure, I'm sure, but they just can't do serving. Well, maybe, maybe I'm doing them wrong, but I haven't seen it, noticed it. <laughs> and bats and things like that. They all get their, their feel-good experience from contact. Human beings can get their feel-good experience from intention. And the first kind of intention uh, is service. This is what, why the Buddha said you begin, you really begin the path with dana, with generosity. And there are different kinds of generosity. There's generosity in terms of uh, offering material things, mm. uh, but uh, it's not the only one. Actually, in this practice, we're not really offering much at all, lighting a candle, mm. bowing. But to what we are, so the other kinds of offering, you make offering in service, offering attention. You know, those are... Uh, perhaps more 
valid in that you can do that pretty much all the time. You don't need material things. You can do it constantly. Or you can incline that way as a constant quality. And it's ennobling. Yeah. That is when we can bring that in, that quality is enriching. Another very, you know, significant piece, isn't it? That the pleasure or happiness we can get from having things is one kind, but the pleasure we get from giving, serving, offering makes us feel innately rich, wealthy, endowed, empowered, dignified, self-respect. It's very pragmatic. It's not just, you know, trying to tell us to be good, but actually saying this is really how you get happy (laughs) in a particular way that's calming and uh, steadying, not just exciting, not just something you're getting feverish about. And this skill is... uh, um, It's a mainstay, particularly, of course, in um, conventional, traditional Buddhism. Sometimes it gets a bit lost in in, uh, meditation, strangely enough. And we get into jhanas and samadhi and understanding, all valid, all fine. But we miss the sadha, the faith element, the aspiration element. (coughs) And the beauty of it is that sometimes your mind just doesn't seem to calm down very well. You don't get into your samadhi. You don't get any of it, but you can do your offering. (laughs) And that is a kind of basis, because from that basis, you begin to get the sense of presence, self-value, self-worth. It begins to wash away some of the, what do we call it, self-aversion that's so endemic for people, you know, culture not feeling good enough because when good enough is measured by how much you have you're never quite good enough (laughs) because it, it doesn't enrich you when you're getting a sense of of wealth from what you can bring forth and it's not even measured out in terms of well how much did how much but what about the intention how did that feel if if your giving is lifting your voice you know in a in a a gesture of gratitude and appreciation you know focus on that yeah and with uh Chanting and puja, because you're bringing your body into it, you know, and you're not just the um, external form of the body, but the internal quality of the body. Internal quality of the body is body energy, you know, uh, particularly associated with breathing and vocalizing. Right? Singing. 
is bright, isn't it? It lifts. Notice the uh, body energy and your mental energy really come together around thought, speech. That's where they begin to meet. Reflect on it a little. You know, when we feel grumbly, I'm fed up, and you know, how's that? Where's that going? It's down, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's down. And you, you know, it's true. You can find all kinds of statistics and say, well, I never know that people are just in for that, and what can you do about it? And you feel yourself going down into this pit. (laughs) And you do that about yourself. The things you did wrong, the things you're not, the things you should have been, you can feel it's going down. And it's all kind of true. You can find the statistics, the, the data, the perceptions that will validate that. Yeah. And it's easy. Sometimes it's just really easy to slide down. Yeah. What does it take to, say, to rise, to lift? So we bring to mind the noble, those who have practiced well, those who have brought light into the world, those who have sought for the welfare of others. It doesn't matter whether I've done it myself, but you tune in to that quality in human beings. Oh yeah, there is that. And as you tune into it, you feel a kind of nerve, a psychological nerve start to come alive. I can do that. I can do a little, bring a little bit of light at this one moment. You light the candle. <laughs> yeah. So that's puja. It's not really about self and other. You know, how much I've got compared with how much you have, compared with how much the Buddha had, compared with how much other people have done a lot better than me. And you know, no, no, that doesn't, it's not going to do it. You tune into the common thread in human beings, in the human mind. It's holistic. It's not about separation. It's about a common, a common thread, a common nerve, a common consciousness quality that we have mm. so we just don't don't go into who's better or you know got to be like somebody else that's not going to do it mm. any perception of self and other is going to be have a negative impression but praising the the good the beautiful the true and you do it something you begin to, oh yeah, feel it in your, in your own body-mind. There's a heart quality to that. And there's a bodily quality to it. Probably for most people it will start in their chest. Come up through the chest into their face. If you, you start to get a sense of something new, lights up. Yeah. When you 
see someone you feel grateful or loving, affectionate to, your attention probably doesn't go down to your feet, <laughs> does it? It kind of lifts up to the, to, the, to the chest, the face, because this is where we meet. And that, uh, uh, this is where we meet from that place in us. And we, so you're starting to recognize particular qualities of intention and attention have a, have a bodily effect. The bodily effect, in a way, gives a more tangible dimension to what may seem to be an idea, a notion, something psychological. Hmm. Some places they chant a lot, you know, an hours, hours of it, just to really soak up that. It's a, it could be a practice. Twofold quality, the praising, then we bowing. But just remember as you bowing is a sense of offering. And every time you, you bow, you come up again, right? You bow and then body comes back up. It's like every time you're making that offering, then you come up as if every time you're being lifted back up again. We generally don't end about thing with lying on our faces on the floor. <laughs> you know, you go down and then you come up. There's a feeling of you've made your offering and now you receive the quality of that. Take it in. Sit with it. Puja. This is uh, how you translate it into direct experience. By the power of this good action, may all obstacles disappear. Using intention itself as, a, as an object, as something to bring to mind, to orient around. And, uh, you know, as with <coughs> most meditation, we find that uh, that because intention can be subtle, you bring a perception to mind. Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, recollect. Um, and there's a whole list of these qualities that you can bring to mind. Maybe you don't need enough to do that. Maybe you end up kind of just thinking about it too much, speculating on what are the four kinds of noble beings anyway? One, two, eight kinds, eight pairs, four, this, two of that, six of this, what's that about? No, 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 just, <laughs> you know, move away from that, go, you know, you're getting into that, because it's not really about uh, purely a, an intellectual exercise, it's an emotional exercise. Mm. Mm. Lifting the mind. And the puja finishes. We brought to mind particular themes, objects. Perhaps a very simple one, lighting a candle, luminosity. 
<coughs> sound, harmony. <coughs> you know, for a few moments, all these, all our voices are merging together, mm-hmm. flowing. That's an object that you bring up. You listen to it, and then it silence moves down into quietness. Can you lift to that? So it's not so much an absence, nothing going on, as an immense open potential, an immense open potential. Silence swallows everything. We could see it as frightening. Occasionally for people, silence is terribly fearful. But if you rise to it, you lift to it, silence is delightful. Feel the openness around your body, the openness around your mind, or that mental activity, the openness that receives everything. This is one way in which refuge manifests. There's an ongoing practice, (coughs) the inclination you know, following that with intention, is you continually sustain the intention to allow the silence, allow the openness, allow the space, allow the outbreath to accept, to open to, to receive, to not resist or react to thoughts, sensations, moods, feelings. That's that's practice. <clears throat>